Welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and I am a high-performance mindset coach, a mom, a former professional athlete, and an entrepreneur. I help coaches and high performers optimize their mindset to improve their coaching, their performance, and those of their athletes, and their lives. Here, you'll learn all about mindset, how to live it, how to teach it, and how to sell it. Hi, all and welcome again to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. My name is Lindsay Wilson. Today are the three things you need to be doing with your team or athletes. I don't care if you're a mindset coach working with clients, a parent with your athlete child, a coach. This episode is for you. Now, it is mid-October and I'm in my office and it is a quiet house, you guys. It is a Tuesday morning and it is a quiet house. We are back in the swing of things. I love the fall. I love getting back in routine. I just feel like everybody does better with a little structure. And again, I have a quiet house. This is, I am winning, guys. I'm absolutely winning today already. But I'm going to win even more by taking you through these three things that I'm putting together this new masterclass, basically. And I'm going to give you a little sneak preview on that with this episode because you know, when I go and work with a team or I'm working with an athlete or I'm teaching our certified mindset coaches, what are the things that an athlete needs at any and every level? Now, maybe little, little kids don't need this, but they could still have some variation on it. But once people start recognizing that the mental game is the game, then they start needing these three things. And again, if you're a coach, you need it for yourself big time. <laughs> if you're a parent or a mindset coach, potentially the athletes and the people in your life that are competing need this as well. So I'm going to go through each one of these things. We, incidentally, this is what I would do if I go and work with a team. Okay. So these are the three products that maybe you're familiar with. You don't have to use our products, um, our trainings for each one of these things. But I'm going to talk about if you're not going to use ours, what I would look for and why you should be doing it this way. Okay. So the first thing that I believe and I've seen that every athlete and program can benefit from is a pre-practice routine. Okay. Now, any of you that have been in our community know that we teach something called the braver. The braver stands for breathing, release, affirmations, visualization, and a reset word. Okay. So it's braver without the E. That's our acronym. We teach that when we go and work with a team or I'm working with an athlete, we teach that numero uno because having a pre-practice routine is so critical for getting their mind right to practice. You guys have seen this. If you're not a coach, you've definitely seen a practice where nobody's focused, right? Everybody's mind is somewhere else. Their body is there. They've done adequate warm up. They are ready to go, but they're not mentally focused for practice. And that's a huge time suck. Um, and it's also a big point of frustration for so many coaches just to like watch that unfold day after day, knowing that today's probably going to be like yesterday where the athletes show up and they're not focused for practice. Why we teach the braver, I'm not going to go, this isn't the episode to go into each step of the braver, but the reason that we teach the braver is because it takes five minutes to do every day. We generally have like a workshop where they set their affirmation, they choose their reset word, 
they learn how to do it. But then every day after that, it takes about five minutes to do. Most teams will do it together. Not everybody. Some Sometimes athletes will do it separately or they'll do it individually. Like while they're stretching, they'll have that time. And I tell you, my uh, one of my coaches that coaches at the division one level, she always tells the story of like, she implemented it with their team. They loved it. One day they were going into the NCAAs and like their practice time was really cut short because I think there was a men's, they were hosting the men's side too. And anyway, they didn't have a lot of gym time in other words. And she tried to skip the braver, you know, like that's just like a lot of coaches, right? She's, Let's just get into it. And her, her athletes were like, no coach, we got to do our braver. We got to get our minds right. So that's, that's what happens, right? Like maybe in the beginning, you feel like you're forcing it. You don't know if you have a lot of buy-in, but they start doing it and they start really liking it because they have that time. It's not a lot of time to get focused. And the way that we teach it, it has that breathing, but it has that visualization component, which is based on their affirmation that they have chosen, right? So this is something that they're excited about. This is a goal that they have in their life that they get to take a moment and connect today's practice with that long-term goal and they get to see it happening and that feels really really good it's really motivating it helps them focus it helps bring them into this moment and this practice meaning that it matters this practice matters okay so that's the braver and how important it is you don't have to do our program you don't have to do our method i just like ours because it um it's cohesive across all the other tools that we teach. So we're gonna be teaching them the braver, we're gonna touch on a reset word that they're also gonna use in competition, the braver they use for pre-game. It all it all plays off each other, right? And so that's how I like because it's a whole system. But whatever you do, a pre-practice routine is mental routine is really, really important. We cannot expect our athletes to just turn it on in a second and be ready to do their best. Sometimes that works. Oftentimes it doesn't. So let me talk to you a a little bit too about some ancillary benefits to a pre-practice routine. Because, and this is true really for all of the tools, but I think the practice one in particular, because you're doing it every day or every day you practice. And so that repetition, it's a really great opportunity to get a lot of reps in. I mean, if you just do pre-competition stuff, that's great. But how often do you compete, right? So it's great to get these mental reps in during practice because practice happens more often. So a couple other reasons to do a pre-practice routine. You're training their mind regularly, which is kind of what I just talked about. But that is an important thing. Like they get that message that this is just what we do, okay? They also get the message because they have these moments, they start learning that they are not their thoughts, right? So they start recognizing that self-awareness and the feeling of being empowered to shift those thoughts, these sound like little things. And as adults, it can be easy to say, well, of course, they know that. No, they don't know that. (laughs) So this little silly, even sometimes five minute pre-practice routine teaches them over and over and over again that you're not your thoughts. You can shift them. You can shift. You have that power 
to one minute be worried about a fight with your boyfriend or girlfriend or a test you're going to have. And the next minute, get your mind focused on practice. You have that power. So that message is really, really important. Individual or separated from, you know, getting them focused for practice, which of course that's what we want, is also this life lesson that they can do this. That is a really, really important component to what we teach. Um, so that w- that's what I would say about pre-practice. That ability to for them to learn to shift their thoughts. Again, we teach something called the braver. It's breathing, release thoughts, affirmations, visualization, and a reset word. Those are the five things that we teach for pre-practice. Regardless of what you do from a mental warm-up standpoint, do something. Do something. Again, I like our tools because they're consistent across all of the things that we teach. Games, practice, pre-practice, everything. And we teach repetition with these tools. But regardless of what you do, do something. Okay? Number two. So that's pre-practice routine. Whether you are a coach, a parent, an athlete, a mindset coach, pre-practice routine. Huge benefits. Low-hanging fruit. Not that hard to do. Pre-practice routine. I'm going to keep saying it. Okay, so that's tool step number one. Okay, I told you there was three. That's number one. Number two is some sort of reset ritual. A way to deal with failure in the moment. Okay, we call it the mistake ritual. The mistake ritual is a mini workshop that we sell because it is a full system that we teach that, again, is consistent with the braver. It's consistent with our our game routines. But regardless of what you teach, they need a reset ritual. They need something. I was a basketball player, as many of you know. They need something that when they I will tell the story of dribbling the, the ball off my foot. They need something when they dribble the ball off their foot or turn the ball over or miss that shot. What do they do to get their mind right? When they strike out, when they miss a penalty kick, when they somehow screw up. And you might be thinking, well, my athlete's a swimmer or they are a runner. There's still ways for them to reset even if there's not a lot of breaks. Okay, so just know that. There's ways to modify it for every sport because every sport has some component of failure and every sport athletes, the best athletes need to learn to recover quick, 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 quick. And that is something, again, with our tools, we have that consistency where they are practicing this stuff across all areas of their sport that they get this repetition. So. This is not something where you can just throw it over the wall and say, okay, um, say your reset word. Okay, you know, Sally, you just missed the shot. Say your reset word. And she's like, wait, what? I've done that once, right? These things get stronger the more repetition, the more practice, the more consistent it is across all their tools. So again, the braver has something called the reset word. That's our pre-practice routine. The mistake ritual, reset ritual, uses a reset word. It's the same word. See how those are connected? Okay. But again, you don't have to use our products and our trainings. I'm just telling you what we do. 
something to get their mind right that is practiced ahead of time. So it's not in the middle of the game. You're not going to get somebody more mentally tough, more able to deal with failure in the middle of the game. That's not going to happen. Giving them, teaching them how to create their own reset ritual. Hugely important. Now, what does this do? Obviously, in the moment, it allows them to not get on the negative train. It allows them to be in the moment. It allows them to move on to the next play or the next opportunity. Hugely, hugely important. It also positively affects your, the culture of your team. People start knowing each other's reset ritual. They start reminding each other to do it. It becomes part of the program. Even bigger than that, you guys, if you're multitasking, come back to me. The idea that we are preparing for failure allows your athletes or young people or whoever you're influencing to understand on a very deep level that failure is going to happen. It's not the end of the world. And so they stop having such this big, big fear of failure. It's more like, yeah, we failed. That's going to happen. That's life, you know? And that message, especially if you're doing it with them, especially as a coach or leader or parent or mindset coach that you are living this too, they understand deeply without you telling them that we prepare for failure because failure is going to happen and oh well. And that message is hugely important because we know as adults (laughs) that failure is going to happen and that we need to prepare ourselves and athletes. That's one of the best things that we can do for them is give them that life lesson, that life skill, and make it not such a big deal, right? We, we miss a shot. We do our re- reset ritual. We do our mistake ritual. It's going to happen. And that is hugely, hugely valuable, okay? All right, the final thing. Okay, so we talked about a pre-practice routine. We teach the braver. We talked about linking that reset word in that pre-practice routine to some sort of reset ritual. That's step two. A reset ritual. We call it the mistake ritual magic. Those two things. Pre-practice, mistake ritual. Okay? The third thing is competition routines. Now, I don't mean putting your right foot shoe on before your left shoe or whatever, right? I'm not talking about like superstitions. That can be a part of it. But I'm talking about understanding, and I'm talking about an athlete or a coach, understanding where their mind is, sorry, understanding where their ideal performance is, just generally looking at their past, looking at what's worked from the past, then recognizing on this particular day, pre-competition, where is their mind in this moment? And then having the tools with which to shift their mind and shift their thoughts. Okay. That sounds like a lot, but it's actually not because we teach a workshop. This is um, our psychology of competition course, our certification coach course for coaches that teaches you how to do all this uh, with competition is really helping them understand what's worked. Like how, how pumped up do they need to play their best? And a lot of athletes know this if you ask them, but they don't know it consciously to where they can recreate it day after day. A lot of athletes at every level, wait until the first few minutes of the game, first few minutes of the race to decide how good they are at their sport that day, right? If I make my first couple shots, man, 
I'm feeling like, I don't know, Diana Taurasi. If I don't, well, it's going to be a long night. We teach our athletes how to mentally prepare so we're in the right mind space every single time, regardless of the opponent, regardless of how we feel, regardless of what happens with the referees or any other things we can't control. So we teach them how to get a handle on their thoughts and their mindset pre-game, pre-race, okay? And then they learn the tools with which to say, huh, I'm too relaxed or, huh, I'm a little too nervous. How do I shift my mindset in this moment to get myself in my sweet spot? This is so powerful because this is what happens. Not only will it help them in their competition, it will give them that powerful feeling that they can shift their mindset instead of feeling like maybe you do, where it's like, I just have to wait and see. I don't know. You know, and they're caught on their heels and they're like, I feel nervous. And that makes them feel more nervous. When they're not mentally prepared, they feel not mentally prepared. And this benefits them in so many other ways. I've heard from so many coaches. And by the way, a lot of athletes will do the braver that they've practiced in practice pre-competition. I've heard from so many coaches that the thing that they're most proud of with all of this stuff, including the braver, is that their athletes are using it for test taking, for interviews, for other things that they're nervous about in their life. And so these are really life lessons. And that's so, so cool, which I know so many of you are really motivated to do, right? That's why many people coach. So this pre-competition is really important. Then in competition, they have that mistake ritual, reset ritual that they have practiced a ton so that they can use that in competition. And then post-competition, we have a worksheet or just some questions that they can ask themselves because just real quick, I'm not going to go too far into this. We're going to do this in the masterclass, but post-competition is often a lost opportunity because here's what happens. Athlete, you know, Jesse plays great. So he feels great and he doesn't think about things that he could have improved upon or Jesse plays terrible or they lose, or maybe he doesn't play at all. And he also doesn't think about what the ways that he can improve because he feels so bad, right? And maybe he blames people or feels sad. Neither one of those extremes is really great for improving, right? Athletes don't actually learn anything from those games. Win, lose, play good, play bad, doesn't matter. It's too emotional. And when it's emotional, we choose not to look at ourselves from an objective standpoint and say, huh, well, I did this great. I did this not so great. How can I improve that next time? And we have a process that we teach that helps them separate the emotions from it so they can actually look at how they performed without all this, even without being super, super happy or super, super sad. None of those are that actually that productive and looking at how they can improve. Okay. So again, if you're a mindset coach, do this with your clients. If you are a parent, do this with your athlete kid. If you are a coach, do this yourself and with your athletes and your team. If you're an athlete, definitely do this, okay? And there's three things I'm going to review. Some sort of pre-practice routine. We do this with the braver. Some sort of reset ritual, ideally something that is also connected to their pre-practice routine. And you get repetition during practice, a reset ritual that they can use in competition and in, in, um, and in practice. And finally, competition routines. Guys, 
We cannot expect ourselves or other people to play consistently and compete consistently without a consistent mindset. The way that we get a consistent mindset is with consistent preparation. Routines do that. We set our routine and we might iterate over time, but we generally go back to the same things over and over, which allows us to show up at our best and feel mentally prepared, which is a huge part of this. All right, guys, that was a lot. (laughs) We're gonna put in the show notes, all of our products that match up with that, the Braver, Mistake Ritual Magic Workshop, and the Psychology of Competition Coaches Certification, okay? Um, I think all of those you could get for like under 400 bucks, which means you'd have an entire system to work with your athletes and your team. Um, but you can also start with just the braver, which is, I don't know, it's like 40 bucks or something like that. Um, I think mistake ritual magic is around the same. So you could start with one of them. I would at some point build and get all of them, but you don't have to start with that. And you don't have to start with that. You don't have to do them in order. So you could do the mistake ritual magic first and then braver. I love doing the braver first, but you don't have to. Um, so anyway, those will all be in the show notes. You can also go to positive performance training.com. They are all right there under products or courses. Um, and yeah, this is what we teach, guys. This is what, if I was going in and you were, we were paying me or one of my coaches $10,000 to come to work with your program, this is what we do. This is what we would do. We would make sure that you have a pre-practice routine, make sure your athletes have a mistake ritual, and make sure they know how to set up competition routines. Don't overcomplicate it. Implement one of these things. Just get started. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of effort. It just takes intention to say, I'm going to do this and we're going to do it every day. And we're going to keep practicing these things over and over and over again, because that repetition really, really is key. All right, guys, let's see. I'm off to do another podcast with a guest, a very special guest. So watch that. Hey, if you have not subscribed to our podcast, if you have not left a review, please, please, please do so right now, not later today right now. Look down on your phone, wherever you're listening to this, leave a review, subscribe. We would love to uh, hear how you're loving it. And it really does help you guys. So that's all I got. We will talk to you soon. I hope you're doing great. Bye for now. Hey, if you loved this episode, make sure to check out all of our free and paid resources over at positiveperformancetrain.com. You want to take mindset training to the next level? We got you. But here are three more specific ways. If you want to take mindset training and live it more in your life, definitely subscribe to this podcast. We send out bonus episodes. We have our mental Mondays. We have interviews and training episodes. Definitely subscribe. If you want to teach it, meaning taking it to your athletes or your clients, I highly recommend Psychology of Competition. Again, you can check that out at positiveperformancetraining.com. It is a great course that will teach you and your athletes how to have pre, during, and post-competition routines to up your performance. And if you want to learn how to have a mindset coaching business in order to sell mindset coaching, highly recommend signing up for our waitlist for our next certification cohort, which usually opens about once a year. But in the meantime, go to positiveperformancetraining.com and check out our ultimate mindset coaching toolkit. Well, it will show you exactly how to get started with your first mindset coaching clients. Again, go to positiveperformancetraining.com for all of our free and paid resources.